This is Harry Murray in Murray's Flash Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's talk a little bit about what's going to be going on in the trout world as well as in the smallmouth world. This is a great time of the year for people who like to fish nymphs. The mountain streams are cranking out a fair number of the Eplus pluralis mayfly nymphs. Now, these nymphs actually live in the riffles, but at this time of the month, they slip into the lower part of those riffles. They'll get under the sort of the downstream side of the flat rocks, and they hatch there and come on up to the top. Now, they're not coming up yet. It'll be mid-middle of the month before they're starting ready to pop out of there. But all right, now let's get back to the upstream dead. Come around there, upstream dead drifting with the Mr. Rapidan beadhead nymph. Get 20 to 10 feet below those riffles. Cast right straight up into the riffle, upstream dead drift nymph. And shove your Mr. Rapidan beadhead nymph 12 or 14 up in there. Let it drop down right beside that and then swim it back downstream dead drift. And you'll get those fish relatively close to those riffles at this time of the year. Now, as the month progresses, those nymphs will reach full size Oh, let's say by the by the middle of the month. By the middle of the month, they will reach full size. And unlike most mayflies, when they come off the bottom, they have their wings popped out and look like they're ready to fly. They are still in the emerging form. And that's why when I tie the Mr. Rapidan Emerger, you'll notice I've got a wing sticking up on the back, almost like the old wet fly. All right, and that wing is already up, and so when they get to the surface of the stream, they are ready to fly to cover. So those duns will ride on the surface anywhere from 5 feet to maybe 10 feet at the most, but they're ready to go airborne by the time they've drifted 10 feet. So then, by the middle of the month, I'm fishing the Mr. Rapidan parachute dry fly in about a size 14. Now if you want to cover all the bases you can do a dry dropper. Come off the bend of uh, of the dry fly with about an 18 inch uh, 5x tippet section and and put your uh, I'd go back there with the emerger because that's really what's coming up. That's what they're seeing coming to the surface and this can be great. There's a couple streams that I fish in the mountains that have exceptionally heavy uh, Eplus pluralis hatch. The old name used to be the Quill Gordon, but thank goodness we got that straightened out. But anyway, I was hiking out of one of our mountain streams late one evening, about an hour before dark, and I was on a ridge about 500 feet above the stream, looking into the western sunset. Well, I had the duns hatching off. I had the spinners coming back, and there the spinners were out over over that canyon mating. The duns were coming up. 
looking back into that sunset, there's no question in my mind that I was seeing a thousand mayflies in the air. So people say, oh, you don't have a hatch. They're not at the right place at the right time. So that is a terrific hatch. Now, there, we get an extra bonus in there. The blue quill, the paralyptoflevia is going to be on probably the last week of this month. They are very heavy on many streams. It's a small fly. I fish it with a 16 blue quill uh, dry. Now, it's fragile, although there can be great numbers of them. If we have cold air temperatures when they are hatching, they have trouble getting off the streams. They'll sort of paddle their way into the back eddies and actually walk out onto the stream bank in many cases. I've seen them so thick out on the dry ground that you had to watch where you were walking so you didn't step on them. But it's a good hatch. It's a heavy hatch. Uh, when, they, when they're waddling over to the side and in the back eddy, they can get in those good back eddies and just go ride round and around back there, and the fish just have a feast on them. So you got the both of those mayflies this year, and it's it's going to be an outstanding season because the water levels are great as of right now. Unless we get some rip-roaring floods, I can't see that they wouldn't be good. All right, let's get out of that and talk about the trout, I mean the bass. The smallmouth bass, really, as cold as it is, they're not going to feed real heavily. However, this time of the year, Jeff and I get cabin fever, and we put his high drift boat in the river, and away we go. We fish those back eddies. Now, when I'm talking about a back eddy, it's a great big lazy Susan. Let's go down there. You're shooting down the riffle. You're going down the riffle. The back eddy is going to form on the slow side of the river, away from the main current. We just went down their boat. We went down the current in, their, in the boat. The back eddy is over on the slow side, and it actually creates a reverse flow back in there. Now, these back eddies can be anywhere from 10 feet in diameter to as much as 60 or 70 feet in diameter. There's one we especially like. Boy, it's a doozy, and water in there can be five, six, seven feet deep. So what it's doing is providing some great protection for the smallmouth bass. There are a lot of minnows down in there. Now, again, they're not going to be, nothing is going to be real active in the river as cold as it is right now. But what I like to do is get out about 30, 40 feet out from that back eddy, anchor the boat out there, put use a sink tip uh, line or a, a high D sink headline, and just cover every blooming square foot back in there with I use oh the hog sucker or the uh, those conehead uh, tungsten conehead marauders I'm using now both of them the black olive and the pearl and just rake them across there one of those eddies the size of a tennis court let's say I'll devote oh my goodness I'll devote an hour to fish in one of those back eddies the size of a tennis court. 
And again, you're not going to catch a whole lot of bass, but you're going to catch some good bass. So work on those back eddies. They're not going to be along the shallow banks. They're not going to be out in the heavy riffles. They're going to be back in those lazy currents. So give them a go. See what you can do with it. I'll try to help you find these if you need help. Give me a ring at the fly shop and I'll see what I can help you with. Thank you a whole lot. This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia.